0: Wow, 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 wow. Well, thank you for that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 128. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, the Bow Chicka Wow Wow Man.
1: <laughs> it was Bow Wow Wow Wow. I oh, thought. Bow
0: Wow Wow. Not Bow Wow Chicka Wow Wow.
1: <laughs> As, of Sorry. course, Ian. Hey.
0: And, of course, Mac. It's not an of course. I'm not a given. You're not a... That's true, you're not a strange alien from the Star Wars universe. That's true. Yes. And of course, well, maybe not of course, I mean, but we have the fabulous Terry.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: And of course, as always, or not as always, the dumbass himself. What? Exactly. Hold on. What are we doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we're doing a podcast.
0: We're trying to do a podcast. How is everybody doing things Is evening? that what we're doing? We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> Well, you know what? We are like technically challenged. We're like, I mean, all sorts of challenges we, we face.
2: And yet we persevere.
0: I know, but for a very challenged podcast that we managed to put something out, it's, it's, it's amazing.
2: Something. <laughs> we, we excrete a podcast. <laughs> we excrete a podcast.
0: <laughs> yes. And, and now, Terry, I must ask you, knowing that human memory is completely not flawed at all, when, or did we actually talk about the My Book of Mormon podcast?
2: We uh okay, episode 125? Is it
0: 125?
2: I think it's 125. Okay. Sorry, I'm on the spot and uh <laughs> David Michael said he's totally not mad at me he was <laughs> and anytime a guy has ever said, "I'm not mad at you, it's really mad. I'm so fucking mad at you right now. but we called out the Outer Darkness podcast and the mm. mormongirls.com dot com business was on that episode, and I said we were talking about getting ourselves worked up reading the Book of Mormon, and I said, we should just listen to the book of Mor- my Book of Mormon podcast because that would get us all wound up because if you've heard his voice, you would know what I'm talking about. So, so
0: at this point right now we we need to say unequivocally my Book of
2: Mormon podcast is an awesome podcast that everybody should go listen to um so that david michael's not totally pissed off at me anymore
0: right because <laughs> because we we would like to have him on the show if we would if, love he's, to if have he's still willing after show. after after your faux pas
2: after my huge faux pas <laughs> we told we called him out though i said we called him out but then i had to go find it it's like uh <laughs> Well, yeah, he called you out. You you
0: told him you told him the wrong episode, and and he was no, I
2: didn't. It's up one. It's up one twenty five. Oh, the... it's like eight minutes in.
0: Oh, eight minutes in. Okay, good.
2: That we call him out.
0: Okay, yeah. all right, good. All right. We love him, by the way. I mean, we do love unequivocally.
2: him. His voice is like silk on your ear.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, I hate yeah. him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dumbass.
3: <Okay. laughs> Fuck you. What's the What's the guy's name again? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, he does have one of the sexiest voices in podcasting, though. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. I mean, I sound like a you know strangled cat. I mean, and 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 that guy—it's unfair. It's really unfair.
3: Brian, don't don't play yourself down. I'm masturbating to your voice. Right now. <laughs> Did you <just> actually <laughs> strangle a cat to find out what one looks
0: like? I I, I found it on the internet. I mean, it might have been a screaming goat. I I forget which.
2: I'm all self-conscious now that you told me I make girl noises all wrong.
0: So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I showed you how to do it. Don't just follow my lead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a uh, audio recording of me getting actually wound up.
0: Oh yeah! I can't. Yes. <laughs> and, and and make sure you send it to Cash.
2: Yes. <laughs> from Atheist on Air. Shout from, out to Atheist. That's
0: Air. what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to send it to Cash from Atheist on Air. He he'll want that <laughs> almost as much as I do. But not quite. Hey, I'm waving to my wife. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's get down to business, right? The brass tax. What pays the bills? Anomaly Con.
4: Are they still taxing
1: brass? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last podcast we talked about briefly, I'll bring it up again. Anomaly Con, March 27th to 29th at the Denver Tech Center at the Marriott there. I will be there. Um, our Former guest Kronda Serbert, Sybert. I always want to call her Serbert. So Kronda. She will is the she runs the thing. Um, Brian and Baxter will be there this year, along with Doctor Kern Stolz. Brian, pronounce St- it Stolls now. Yeah, Stolz
0: now. L- let me ask you: If I was going to go to this con, how much out of pocket would I be?
1: Um, thirty dollars for the weekend.
0: That is not bad for a con. It's amazing. No.
2: I looked at the schedule. There's a ton of stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And I, I will be doing Doctor Who trivia. I will be doing a science of Star Trek panel. I will be doing two different word time travel panels and a panel on um, technologies that existed before you thought they did.
0: Hmm. So, well, <laughs> I'll tell sure
1: you how I ended up on that one. but I may have to
0: of- reconsider my trip to Houston. Maybe <laughs> I will schedule it out a little bit more so I can go.
1: And it's a great place for family. Bring kids. My boys will be there. They've been there every year and they love it. So
2: I was thinking that the thirty bucks, you know, I can't go the whole weekend, but I, man, I could show up to a couple of things and my thirty bucks would be well spent.
0: I think so, yeah. It looks like a good All right.
2: I've been enjoying it every year. I, I've been
1: here every year they've done it and it's been a fun convention. So Okay. Very cool.
0: good. Well, now that we've taken care of all of the business, it's time to masturbate or whatever we're calling this <laughs> well, section no, now.
1: Uh, according to this pastor, we can't masturbate.
0: According to this so, so in the <sighs> anti-masturbation section. So this is Ian's anti-masturbation section tonight.
3: The amateur skeptics present Ian's masturbation moment brought to you by the dumbass media empire. The dumbass media empire bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves.
1: Well, actually, it's Pastor Olug Bingo Oldijo. Uh, he, he's African, Na- uh, Nigerian-born, so I'm pretty sure I messed that pronunciation up. But he is a pastor of the Complete in Christ Church, part of the UK Ministries. Um, apparently he had a dream. God came to him, or was an angel? Someone, God sent an angel to him in a dream. And the angel took him down to hell. And in hell, he saw uh, demons cutting up people into little bitty pieces. And then the little bitty pieces would be reformed, and the demons would cut the people up again. And, um, the demon told, um, our pastor that, um, basically... The The reason this is happening is because people, even married people in their marriage bed, are doing sex wrong, and God doesn't like it.
3: So God has a particular fetish, and you're <laughs> not complying to it. He wants to watch you doing certain things, not the things that he doesn't like.
2: It, he knows- have- oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, if I was God, I would have all the fetishes <laughs> just saying. you know
0: once again i, I, I want to I, I'd like to remind you guys of uh, dark matters twenty five twenty five and actually he's covered this in his podcast, and the only thing that that really gets uh gets him off is uh Johnny Depp dressed up like a pirate. That's well, a fact. It's everybody Well, it does it for God too, apparently I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, we
4: we are supposedly made in his image.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, according to our pastor here, God only likes missionary position. Man on top, that's it. That's the only way it's supposed to be. Uh, Basically, wife on top means the wife has the dominant position, and the Bible clearly states that the man is supposed to be dominant. Doggy style, too much doing it like animals. Uh, He doesn't really give a reason why oral sex is out, but... Are uh, 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 anal? I, I didn't hear a reason for either of them. Uh, my guess is you should be able to get away with anal sex if you're not if you're doing it in a missionary position. Basically, I guess flip the wife over. You can't do it doggy, but he doesn't say that. He, you know, everything but missionary, straight on, basic sex is out.
0: What I would like to know though is when you are doing this, what view is God taking? Where is He looking <laughs> at this? From what position is He watching?
3: He is looking at it from every position. Ah, that's right, because he's omnipresent. That's right, he's omnipresent.
0: I forget about that.
3: (laughs) He has the best view there is.
0: (laughs) So if he has all views at one time, why does he care which way the woman is flipped?
2: Of all the people all the time having sex, like all the people in this instant, right now while we're speaking, having sex all over the world in various positions, God's watching all of them at the same time. And most of them are going to hell. I would think. My
3: God. God's just masturbating like crazy.
2: <laughs> That's all he does. That's why all those babies die. I'll bet, though. I'll <laughs> bet. Cancer and stuff.
0: I will uh, bet that God...
4: So are dogs who do it doggy style going to hell?
1: Well, actually, technically, according to the Bible, this is interesting. I I know this. The Bible says humans are the only things that have souls. Everything else is, um doesn't have an afterlife. So, any time a pastor... I, I've heard... You know, pastors and stuff talk about that, how animals can get to heaven and stuff like No, actually, the Bible clearly even says that um, no, nothing but human has souls. And so nothing else can make it to heaven.
2: But, Ian, what oh. about
1: the Rainbow Bridge? Are we getting to Asgard?
2: What?
0: That's no. an Einstein Rosen Bridge, not a <laughs> Rainbow Bridge.
2: Well, no, it's the, uh,
1: the Rainbow Bridge, but it's also the Einstein Rosen Bridge at the same time.
2: Uh, it's it's, it's funny that
1: you're missing something. Chardonnay's
2: Bridge.
1: <laughs> it's funny
3: that uh, how you uh, have sex is supposed to be some sort of, uh, I guess, microcosm for how things are supposed to work in real life. Like the man is supposed to be on top and stuff. Like, but how how come it's just uh, like is it what, is it wrong to play leapfrog if the girl jumps over the boy then? <laughs> 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 the girl can't be on top. Uh,
0: wait wait. Can climb the monkey bars? I got, got one on more top? question for you, dumbass. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you think that does God? Uh, is he a prone masturbator? Or, or, he is definitely uh, a prone man Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean it, he's
3: looking down from his cloud. So, oh, like, right. He's, yeah, he's, he like, has to, like, he's to like, be. He's like That's lying down really on it, looking down, fetish. and then.
0: <laughs> uh,
4: you're, you're talking about you're talking about masturbating to large shrimp, right? <laughs>
0: no, not prone. Not prone masturbating. Uh,
1: <laughs> I,
4: I will say though that sales of of District Nine would be way up.
1: Okay. <laughs> I actually got that. You message. guys didn't masturbate to that movie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the prawns they love to eat the metal.
1: I always love these people that come out with this stuff because the Bible actually doesn't say anything about sex possession. It doesn't say it, it, it. It's not anti-masturbation, nothing like that. But you keep getting these, you know, the religious mm-hmm. people that come out, and in his case, he had a dream. Uh, whatever they've been inspired to suddenly tell everyone how they're supposed to have sex.
2: Okay, wait. I had a dream, too. So I had this dream that God sent an angel to me and had me do all the different kinds of sex everywhere with all these people, boys and girls and adults. I've had that dream.
4: Well, you're not <laughs> yeah. ordained, are you, Terry?
2: It's true that I'm not ordained. <laughs> I, I'm ordained.
0: So Can am I, actually. I'm ordained as well.
2: You guys yeah. have probably had those dreams. aren't you ordained could,
1: so so three of us on this podcast are ordained. So legitimately, if we have those dreams, they mean something.
0: I'll be well, go
2: have those dreams and preach the <laughs> gospel.
0: Mine is the Universal Life Church, and I, I'm thinking about giving it up for the Church of Judaism. I think I should convert.
3: I wanna... well, I, I've, got, I've got an image here that might convince you to convert to something else. Hold on.
0: Okay, excellent. Oh, dear. While he's doing that, you guys know what the what the uh number 1 pre-sale rated R movie is now?
2: Uh, I guess 50, 50 shades, shades of gray.
4: gray. It's
0: 50 Shades of Gray. But do you know what rated R movie of all time has made the most money? Alien? Nope. It, it, Which... And and this is a a book that we all um ha- have uh we we all inquire about. It is uh, a is a book that we talk about. Is a book that we're um not exactly fond of though.
1: Um the Bill Gibson thing. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The yeah. um, Passion going. of the Christ. There you go.
4: You know, I refuse to buy that except with the alternate ending.
0: <laughs> Did that come through for you guys? Uh, it, uh, let's take a
2: look. Wow.
0: Yes. Okay. So this is to convince me to convert to something else.
1: Oh, and, Cthulhu uh, flying the Flying Spaghetti the monster. monster. Oh. That's Cthulhu.
0: This is obvious.
4: <laughs> oh, it's Cthulhu or the Flying Spaghetti
0: Monster? Or is it Ganesha?
1: looks like Cthulhu to me.
0: It looks like Cthulhu. I, I got to go Cthulhu. Except for it's kind of got bat wings. Does Cthulhu have bat wings? I,
4: I yeah. think
3: he
1: does, doesn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah? Okay. Yeah. It's Cthulhu. It's, so it's, it's settled. Okay. For our,
1: our listeners who can't mm. visually see this, It'll be it's in, a yeah. <laughs> the highway going through mountains with a really cool cloud formation that looks like Cthulhu. Therefore, so yeah. Cthulhu.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, it's obvious that there's clearly no other choice.
3: Yeah.
1: Sweet.
0: All right. I, I, and I
3: K- welcome, our new Lovecraftian overlords.
1: With Cthulhu, you have to pray to be eaten first.
0: That's, that's good if you. That's good if so you're the woman. Does,
4: does Cthulhu care what position we have sex in?
0: I don't think so.
1: I, I've never gotten the impression he cares.
0: I think would probably baffle him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Does
2: uh-huh. Cthulhu have tentacles? I don't know anything about. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah,
3: yeah, he he does. He's got, he's um, got tentacles, bat wings. He's got tentacles coming out of his face.
0: I have a Cthulhu okay. fez. Yep.
1: And thanks to South Park, we know he likes to be scratched on his back. <laughs>
0: Sweet. All right.
3: Now about this uh, thing, though, I mean, it's it just seems way too cliche that you have a dream about taking a tour of heaven and hell. That's like every for like the past thousand, two thousand yeah. years. Well, and also his, cliche about it.
1: his um, visit of hell is not biblically accurate
0: anyways. Hell barely, hell is barely even described in the Bible. Well, yeah, exactly. So none of them are. You know, the yeah. other problem with with this is that, you know, it's the same evidence that Muslims use to say that God told me to kill those people. Yeah. Or jihadists, rather. Maybe, maybe Muslims. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, when, when people go out and kill people in the name of God, it's the same evidence, right? God told them to go do it. It's like, well— right. Uh, and this guy had a dream. It's like, well, uh, okay. So if I take if I take that at face value, I have to take the other things at face value as well. And and where does it end?
4: Oh, yeah. So this is basically Dante's Inferno, the uh, the porn edition. <laughs> <laughs> Dante's sexy Inferno.
0: So so what what is the the bottom line here? It's that we we can't masturbate, we can't have doggy style sex. What is it? Is it the,
1: the only the only allowed sex <clears throat> according to this guy is Married couple, missionary position.
0: You gotta wonder how much. I mean, God had, clearly has a lot of time on his hands if he gives a shit about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. That they're God. I don't get it.
4: Yeah.
2: I don't understand why sex is always so important to these people too. It, like it well, comes up all the time.
0: It's a control thing. If yeah. I can, if I because it's a because we have such a strong sex drive.
4: It's a it's a control through shame thing. Right. Sure.
0: Yes.
2: Sure. Because
1: yeah, every, everyone knows, you know, most people want to have sex. It's it's everywhere, and to tell people exactly how they have to run their sex drive, it gives them power. There's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, I think that that it's just such a base urge that it's easy that they found it easy to shame.
4: It's a basic instinct.
0: It's a, yes, absolutely. Speaking
4: of R-rated movies. <laughs>
0: All right, we should move on to Terry's spirit animal.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I have a spirit animal now uh, for the first time in my life. New Scientist posted an article on February 18th titled Oral Sex May Be a Lifesaver for Spider. It's about the male Darwin bark spiders, fascinating adaptation to avoid being killed and eaten after mating. So a lot of spider species um, post-mating, the females kill them and eat them because they're done with the guy's. But this spider has figured out how to avoid that. From the article, males nibble on external female genitals using their fangs, and then we observed that there was a liquid coming out of the fangs. Researchers suggest that the lubrication relaxes adult females, so they're less likely to engage in sexual cannibalism. So the spider's survival depends on giving good oral.
0: Wow. All right. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: That is awesome.
2: Evolution for the win. (laughs) And it only
3: only makes them less likely.
2: Right.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <completely laughs> less likely. Sure. <laughs> I guess it depends on how good they are at it. Right.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Right. Only the good ones survive. It's I'm telling you.
0: So it's evolution. And what? if they had souls, they would They would go to hell for this.
2: Yeah. Because God. <laughs> I'm trying to figure world. out
4: what a praying mantis, male praying mantis can do now.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a good.
4: Yeah. You know, I don't think I'd want to get a hand job from one.
2: <laughs> yeah. well, this, anyway, I just thought yeah. that was really cool.
0: You should all be shuddering right about now. <laughs> all right, guys. What do we want to do next? Do we want to talk about the Mormons, or do we want to talk about?
1: Do we want to do them in order?
0: Do we can do it? Should we just do them in order? Okay. All right.
1: So this next one is more or less a follow-up to previous stuff we've talked about now if you call a while ago we talked about a um bakery that got in trouble because um the owner denied a couple the basically denied service to a gay couple he would not bake a wedding cake for their no, gay wedding. ian we
0: did talk about this last week mm-hmm.
4: well we didn't we didn't talk about it last week we
0: talked about it two weeks ago was it two I don't, yeah, ago? we
2: talked about it on the show i think we kept moving no. it oh did yeah. we
0: oh okay yeah, all right. Well, because continue. you want
2: a dumbass here.
0: Oh, that's right. I wanted dumbass <laughs> for this one. That's right. I did.
1: Yes.
3: So <laughs> anyway, ah, yes, because you know my feelings about this guy. Exactly. That's right.
0: We I did. I did. It. Yes, we talked about it, and then I decided that we would skip it till you were here.
1: Right.
0: Ah. All right. So start over. All
1: right. So uh, if you a while ago we talked about a bakery that um. De- denied service to a gay couple said um, the, the owner said we will not bake you a wedding cake um, because we d- disagree with you uh, we, we had a, I think we had a good discussion over that one well this is a more or less reverse setup on that same thing what happened was a guy came into the Azker bakery and um, wanted a Bible shaped cake. Well, the owner said, "Oh, no problem. We do those. That's fine." Um, you know, gave him some stuff. He picked out a cake he wanted, and as he was ordering the cake, he decided he wanted some rather hate-filled anti-gay statements written on the cake. Um, the owner of the cake shop, who um, says she herself is a Christian, said, "No, I, I can't write anything like that on the cake for you. That's you know, I disagree with that. I, I will still bake you the cake." I will provide you with the tools so you can write that yourself, but I myself um, will not write that on the cake. It, it offends me. Um, this guy basically at that point even told her, well, you better get a lawyer walked out. And apparently he came back a little while later and asked her if she'd talked to a lawyer yet. And she's like, no, I've been busy running the business. And, um, needless to say, he did end up, um, suing her. Um, what oh, was that suit? The
0: suit is a religious. Oh, what is it? Here, here's the thing. So, what you're looking for that, there's a distinct difference here between the two. In the first one, the baker refused service. In this one, the baker did not refuse service. They said, "We will make you the cake." But well, she refused part far, part, of, part the service. of the service, right? That's true. And she and uh, and it wasn't the even i guess he wanted two gays on there and she wanted it, she he, the, she was gonna, wanted him exed out he wanted him exed out to me though mm. this really sounds like somebody picking a fight
4: well oh, yeah no oh, it totally does it
3: sounds like that to me too <clears throat> although he i think he has part of a point i mean uh, let me ask you guys something what would you think if a man walks into a cake shop and asks them to bake a cake celebrating the holocaust and the and they refused to do so uh because it was celebrating the holocaust All
1: right, well, but they're not refusing it on grounds of his religious beliefs on who he is they're refusing on grounds of it being hate speech there is a difference right.
4: but it, it's kind of a no win situation for the bakery if they do it they're damned if they don't do it this guy wants to grind an axe and sue them
0: this or is or am i wrong on this I, I don't know In some ways it's unfortunate but this matter kind of does need to be settled because the initial lawsuit that happened and that that they won saying you know that the the baker what said that that you know was was in violation when they refused service for not making a a, a cake for a gay wedding yeah. left this open it left this door open
2: is this a strongly held beliefs issue i, I
0: don't know and here's the problem with <laughs> If we can't refuse service, and and, and you know then then it, but we pick and choose what's okay to refuse service for and what's not. Where do you draw those lines?
2: Like or, a pharmacist refusing birth control, I per- or I, that's yeah, a different well, I,
0: that's a different issue entirely to me. But I don't yeah.
2: personally. Uh, really? I
3: personally okay. would draw the line. You know, in a I'd be very conservative about where I draw that line because I think. For the most part, people should have the right to refuse service for any reason whatsoever, unless there's a compelling reason for us to say, no, you can't do that.
1: But then that starts going back to stuff we've fought against and says, OK, i, I I'm a racist. You're black. You're Hispanic. Get out of my shop.
3: Well, see, that's the thing. Um, I th- and I think I've mentioned this before. Well, is I it okay? That, to be- I think that that was necessary at the time because of the rampant refusal of service, uh, not allowing black people to have um, a the kind of life that they should be expected to have in those uh, places. I don't think it was a huge victory. I think it was a sad necessity.
1: But the same thing I, – I will even say it, The same thing is happening to homosexuals right now. They are being treated just like that. And I know that um, some, some people find that a bit controversial to say, but I've seen it. You know, it keeps popping up. The the if you know, that's why these lawsuits pop up. The, the, there are people out there that want to do that exact mm-hmm. same thing to homosexuals for no other reason than they're homosexuals. And I get it. You don't like it. You don't have to be comfortable with it. But they're people. They have the exact same rights as you do. And the idea that you can say, "Oh well, you guys are doing something I disagree with, and therefore I'm going to treat you in a um, inhumane manner," is where the problem comes from.
3: Yeah, but I think people have the right to be assholes and unless <laughs> it gets really bad, uh, we should protect other people's rights to be assholes.
0: Here's the thing is that would there have been any damage to her business by her doing this?
1: No, but I uh, I understand the, the the level. Okay. I, I, I Well, but I mean, I right. think
0: I think that the, there is there is a there is a, a point where we have to say is there harm in doing this? If it would potentially harm her business by doing this, okay, then okay. definitely, you know, then it's it's in a different but class. It,
1: there's also services that are expected and understood, and and I actually came up with the great thing here. Okay, you go into a strip club, you get a lap dance. At the end of the lap, the lap dance is expected. You know that you you um actually I don't think all strippers have to give lap dances. They make a fair amount of money by doing them, so they like to do them. Um so you, you get a lap dance and stuff. Wouldn't done with the lap dance, say, hey by the way, um give me a hand job. No, that's not expected. That is not a service that she had ever said I will, I would do for you.
2: Or that's legal.
1: Yeah. But um and there mm-hmm. are some i, I understand understand there's some strippers that will do it because hey, it's some extra money. I'm willing to um do that, even though it's not a service expected, it's not a service that was ever promised, it was not a service that the the company itself says they provide. But, hey, I want it. I know some strippers have will do it. I don't care whether or not you're one of them. It, it, You know, you can't just go in and expect it from everyone. And to me, that's the same kind of way. She was willing to give the basic service that she would give anyone else. She would bake them a cake. She would um, frost it. She would give them the tools to write what they wanted on it. But she herself um, should not have been expected to do a service beyond that.
0: Why? Because that is part of well, her services. Yeah, writing, no, so, no, no, no. writing stuff on cake is part of her services.
1: It but is part it, of it.
2: But so what, it if was, she, go ahead. What, what if she was African-American and someone wanted her to write something about niggers on the cake? Which would we reasonably expect her to do that? Like if she couldn't bring herself to write that hateful shit on the cake, I don't know. I'm no. struggling with it. But like it
1: I say, once more, the stripper – some strippers are willing to do it, but other strippers – no. Hand jobs, that, that's – yeah, you know, that that's disgusting to me. I, I'm not about to do it. I wonder if it – if it, because it was
0: – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let me finish.
1: I think there's a similarity between that. I, I mean you, the, he's expecting a service that is disgusting to her. And she's saying, no, I will not provide that service for you. I wouldn't provide it for anyone else. Okay. She's not discriminating against him by saying – I'm only not going to provide it to you. She would not provide it to anyone else, no matter you know, what they paid her, because she finds it too disgusting. Okay, so okay. Provide-
0: but the baker who refused to make a cake for a gay couple would refuse that to any other gay couple as well because it disgusts her. Any gay couple. You, you just uh, put the listen, discrimination-
3: hey, as, I, I assume that, uh, that the baker who denied uh, to make a cake for a w- gay wedding would have made a, ca- um, a cake for the gay person if the person was making it for a straight wedding.
1: Or that this
2: woman isn't disgusted by writing on cake. She's disgusted by the words that he wanted her to write.
1: Right. And so – but like I said, to me the big thing is she would not deny people the baking of the cake. She would give them all the exact same service she was willing to give him. The one service she wouldn't give him, she wouldn't give to anyone else. It didn't matter what religion, what faith, what they came in for. Well, with the gay couple, the difference is this guy will gladly bake. Wait a minute. She,
3: she, she would have given that that service to anybody else.
1: She's written on other cakes. Yes, yeah, many but times. She wouldn't write the hate speech. If, if a Muslim came in and said, please write this anti-Christian message, he'd say no. If a uh, um, gay couple came in and say, I want, I want a message that said straight people are um, evil, he'd say no. Right. So it's the, mes- it's the
3: message on the cake that they're – this is exactly the same. It's the message on the cake that they're uh, – that they're not willing to do not the cake itself
1: right but with the, the with the other one he's refusing the gay couple he'd be willing to bake that exact same cake for any straight couple but he's discriminating he, saying, he's, he's not
3: he's f- not he's not refusing to do it for, he's he's refusing to do it for a gay wedding he's not refusing uh gay people service he'll be he'll give a cake to a gay person presumably
1: but he won't do the wedding cake which is a service he will he, he won't write on it
3: happy wedding gary and steve is why he doesn't he doesn't want to do that for them.
0: I'm not sure that there's enough of a legal distinction in the argument you're trying to make here, Ian. No,
1: the, well, I, I, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know for a fact on that one. But I think there is a, a distinction and it all has to do with the um, whether or not that exact same service would be provided to others. And
0: it's hateful, that, it's hateful to God when two women get married <laughs> or two men get married. Uh,
1: that doesn't. That should never, ever be a legal argument. That, that's one of the problems with the whole um, homosexual side of things is it is – they're trying to use that as a legal argument. It's like, no, no, no wait a moment. Uh, our laws can't be based on what you – your interpretation of the Bible.
0: Well, then they can't be interpret uh, based on your interpretation of hate speech either.
2: Help me understand how this is entirely different from the pharmacist refusing to provide plan B.
0: Because, because i think it's but, of a piece i don't know because that's a medical well, i don't think i don't think that any pharmacist should, should ever be able cake to cake say right if somebody if somebody writes a prescription that a pharmacist should, should fill it i i but, because that's a medical thing i i don't know Jeez. but they
2: don't have, but some of them are refusing on grounds of strongly held religious beliefs.
0: right and i don't think they should be able well, to do that.
3: that that's part of their job as required by their employer
2: that's you you can't say
3: to To an employer, I'm mm. not going to do this job because of my religious beliefs. Like, okay, then you're fired.
2: So, is the yeah. cake thing part of this I agree lady's with dumbass job? On that one, is the, the cake thing part of this lady's job? Writing stuff on the cake that customers. I, I think. That, I think
0: writing well, stuff on the she, cake is part I, of her I job. I
2: think
4: that in the, in her case, she's yeah, the she, boss and the she, she own... makes the rules in her place. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So she gets to choose what she writes on a cake or what she doesn't. I think she offered the guy a very, very reasonable compromise, but I think he came in with an axe to grind.
2: I completely agree that this guy's a dick. Well, I don't think that
0: anybody disagrees with that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's such a hard... I'm struggling with it because I feel like if we say it's okay for her to in huge quotation marks, discriminate, which I think is a little bit of a stretch. I don't think she is.
0: She is discriminating.
4: There's nothing wrong with the word discrimination discrimination merely means to make a choice everyone discriminates it's when it's it's whether your discrimination gets out of hand and alienates you from society is what is what's the difference at the uh when they ended segregation
3: you know uh everybody wanted like they they had to uh it, they, they had to put something in place because black people were so segregated and so many people wanted to just not have them in their restaurants, in their schools or whatever. They, they had to take legal action of that for black people to live a normal life in those areas. But I can't really get all that into the idea that cakes are so important that well, I
1: don't think it's the cakes to... themselves. It's more of the principles of it. It's... I
0: I don't know. Maybe, dumbass, you've never had a cake that's good enough for you to understand.
3: Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, there there are people who will make wedding cakes all over the place, and I, I don't see this as a huge denial of service. Because I kind of I, I kind of think that you know putting in laws. To, that uh you can't discriminate against black people that was something that was necessary but it wasn't something that was good because i believe in people's rights to be assholes like i say
0: but not with the pharmacist i think that that's a different situation it strikes me as different i
3: think there has to be some sort of legal um framework for drugs and stuff and that's something that uh that it's up to the government actually to um to say you can do this and you can't do that and if you don't agree with it on religious grounds well too bad for you
0: yeah i i i really have i feel like the the pharmacists and medical stuff is a different category than than I other types of service community services
2: no, I, I agree that it's a different category i think the i think the discrimination is similar mm. though
0: well i i like max uh the um discrimination uh, i i liked i like the way he presented that
2: yeah, i do too.
4: You know, I guess. I guess the question is: Is it a prescription cake, or is it over the counter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Plan B is over the counter, right? So, so right. M- does that put well, it into a different about, class? Right, we're not
4: talking about Plan B.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, here, ultimately, and, and,
4: you know, like uh, I said, it takes a lot more preg, a lot more cake ingested to keep you from getting
0: pregnant. This is a difficult discussion, and I don't know that we can – I don't know that there is an exact right answer to it too. I think it's kind of in a gray area. I think
4: the answer is going to be all in the gut. It's it's, it's a question of do you want to do business with somebody who refuses to – write something on a cake because she deems it because she deems it offensive or do you want to do business with do you, do you want to do business with somebody who writes who refuses to write something because she deems it offensive
0: L- listen mr bush as soon as it becomes a legal issue we, we have to leave the gut out of it
2: i guess i want to do business with the rainbow flag freak flag flying bakery mm-hmm. that is not discriminatory against anybody
0: but how, but how do you do that i mean at some point if you don't want to write something on a cake shouldn't that be allowed i mean come on really i, I
4: think, think it i serious. think it should be allowed and apparently in this situation i am the decider
0: well but then the other the question is is that if a baker doesn't want to make a cake for a gay couple shouldn't that probably be allowed
3: let me ask you something what if uh, a baker refused to make a cake for somebody marrying an 11 year old
0: well that that's illegal
1: to begin with <laughs> I forget what the actual. I think it's 16, the legal age with parental well, consent. Well,
0: but it's a it's a purity ball, and she's getting married to her dad. Is that
2: okay? No. <laughs> well, let's say he's going oh, just... to
3: take he's going to take this cake to another country where they can get married. He's
2: flying into Saudi Arabia.
4: Right.
0: I mean, I got to recommend against that because that kind of transportation, even though the cake's <laughs> going to be frozen, is going to be difficult.
4: You know, I'm, I'm still kind of I'm still kind of amazed that. There was a couple who wanted a cake baked in Colorado for their Massachusetts wedding.
0: You know what? If it's frozen, it will transport. If they pre- like that particular yeah, baker. Yeah,
4: but that just seemed, it, it seems crazy to me. Can't you get a local bakery to do it? Well, my do guess they is they not was- bake in Massachusetts? Well, not not as good,
0: though, because really high elevation cakes are far better.
1: And that's the thing.
4: Okay. It ba- bakery <laughs> that in Massachusetts a- on a damn ladder.
1: <laughs> it could have been a bakery that had mm. that kind of reputation that people from all over the country come to them.
4: No, apparently they've got a different reputation now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, they closed up shop, didn't they? This bakery doesn't – they've been doing this for eight years. They don't want to close up – they don't want to just close up shop. She wants to continue making cakes, and Mm -hmm. I understand where she's coming from.
4: I would support this baker for her her moral choice.
0: Well, but what about the moral choice of the person who doesn't want to make cake for a lesbian or gay, or, or, um, gay wedding?
2: And I disagree don't... with that, so I don't want to support their business. Well,
0: yeah, well, they they have, but that's what, okay. If
4: they have damn good lemonade, I'll go
2: there. <laughs> you don't. You don't <laughs> have to support the their we're business. We're kind of running in
1: circles on this discussion. I know,
0: but th- isn't that where the uh, where we let the free market speak and and we let everybody know that this these these people are are are, are bigots and that that you shouldn't buy your cake there? You'd hope that's what would happen, but. And is it any different? Remember, um, Jessica Alquist, when all those flower companies didn't want to deliver flowers? Should every of one that. of them should have, have been? Name. Is it's the same thing as not making the cake for the gay wedding, saying I won't deliver flowers to an atheist? They let them do it. There was no repercussion for those florists, other than maybe maybe people saying, "Well, I'm not going to go there anymore," right? But that was all of Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> so these, I, I mean, I. I kind of think you got to let the free market take care of these kinds of incidences. As you much know, my, as I
2: hate it, I tend to agree with that.
0: My
4: bottom line on this is: I think that this guy was, you know, if if a lawsuit was a handgun, and we we've discussed the fact that every every bullet has a lawyer attached to it, right? If a lawsuit was a handgun, he came in cocked and locked and ready to rock.
0: He did. He came in he looking came for in a fight. Ready to file.
4: Yeah. He came in ready to file a file a complaint. So I think that he came in with the intent of
1: you. Do, you do wonder if he picked this one out because he knew they were, you know, more liberal than he liked, or if he actually had gone to a couple of bakeries before and actually got them saying, "Yeah, we'll do that for you." And he's like, "Oh crap, never mind." Here's I gotta how I find one that won't.
0: Here's how I handle that if I if I'm the baker and, and they say, "Okay, I got to write this," down. okay, yeah, we're we're, we're going to do that for you, and then I then I'm going to and I'm going to charge you for it. Hmm? If I'm going to do that. That's fine, but you're going to pay a premium for it. That's how I'm going to charge. That's how I'm going to handle it. pay
2: the asshole tax. You're
0: going to have to pay the asshole <laughs> tax. That's how, as the baker, I'm going to handle that situation. All right.
1: Yeah. So I, I
3: think what you're saying, what you guys are saying is right. It needs to be the free market. And we only put laws in if the free market isn't up to the task of making sure this happens. There you um, go. I think too often we reach for laws for legal action to take care of these things. When uh, I don't think that's usually the best way of handling it,
0: and we muddle our legal system when we do that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: Yeah. okay. I think we've beaten that one quite. Yeah, a bit. but here's the thing: <laughs> is that here's the
0: thing: is that we've all kind of changed our tune and come around to 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 dumbass's position. I was and, just going to say <laughs> that. <when we've laughs> and I'm not I sure. My,
4: I haven't changed my position at all. I uh, pretty all right. much had the position to start with.
2: I uh, have in my position.
0: I I have to I have to and and I'm uncomfortable agreeing with dumbass here and uh, you know.
4: I, I I think at this point we should all I go have to that the bakery and get a cake made with a dead horse on it so we can beat it.
0: There we go. There we go. Let's we'll we'll have to see if she'll make us one.
1: So see, this is why you want us to hold this off for this podcast because you knew we'd have a better conversation with it.
0: Yes, that's all. I, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some more bigots. because we're not done yet but these these bigots are mormon bigots so apparently the mormons um i I think that they've they've gotten some bad press about some of their positions and 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 as we go through this article i think you'll understand they have decided that they have that they are going to support an anti-discrimination bill in utah that will protect um it's just a gay, transgender. Uh, I forget exactly what it is. Basically from being, I forget what their wording is. Um, I'm looking here. The, it will protect them basically from discriminations in, uh, in, as far as employment and, and, uh, living situations. So basically you won't be able to discriminate against them as an employer, but as a church, you're still going to get to discriminate to get them. So don't, don't worry about it. It's interesting because – so they they have supported this legislation in, in pockets, but now this is a state one that they are getting behind. But they're still complaining that um, having anti-marriage equality positions th- that these people are getting discriminated against.
2: They're claiming reverse discrimination. They are
0: right? claiming reverse discrimination because people are not being tolerant of their intolerance. Right. But it, it's kind of funny – that they are, they have this position and they, and, but they're still not, you know, so it's like, well, we we want to, we want, we don't want them to be discriminated against unless it's the way that we want to discriminate against them. But, but yet, on the other hand, we've gotten so much bad press that we're going to bend just enough to, to keep you in the church and keep you tithing.
4: Okay. So I'm going to ask this question Are there, are there gay, transgender people? beating on the doors of the church to
0: become mormons? I I think that they're more worried about people leaving the church because of their positions.
2: So, my understanding if the mormons
4: want to have that position, then they're going to have that position.
0: Well, but that but why are they flexing so quickly? Why, why are they going, whoa, wait, you know what? Actually, maybe we're we're, we're not for the dis- discrimination."
2: Society is changing around them, and uh mm-hmm. they are are perpetually stuck like 50 to a hundred years in the past on some of these issues. And what they're seeing is young people in the church who are gay or lesbian or transgender or whatever, um, who, whose families are uncomfortable about the level of discrimination against their loved ones. So, yeah, I think they are losing members and I think they, um, you know, they still don't. So their position. My understanding of their position is: it's now okay to be gay, lesbian, transgender. You just can't act mm. on that, right? Yeah.
0: You can't. Well, and the, you can't. Well, to be to be clear,
3: uh, you're um, even if you leave the Mormon Church, you're still on the, their books as a member.
2: Probably so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but if you <laughs> well, yeah exactly, if you
4: die, you're on the books of the Mormon Church as a member too. So.
0: But if you if you leave if you leave, you're not tithing. Oh right That's they're true. not getting your money and so i i i mean ultimately come on if if you have a position that that the church has always had and society's changing around you but your membership base stays the same and you're still bringing in as much money as you ever have do you change your do you change your position no, if it's working you for feel you you're right exactly so but but if people start leaving and it starts to hurt your pocketbook what do you do you, do you, realize that, uh, you realize
4: that you realize that there's been a new revelation in a dream, right?
2: Exactly, like the black, like the <laughs> exactly. discrimination against black people. Well, right? which in brings seventy, yeah,
0: or it which brings me to a point where they say that they, that they can't change the marriage thing because that's doctrine. It says the church with the living prophet who has changed their position when it's become socially acceptable in other positions. So now blacks good, polygamy bad. I mean, it's exactly the same thing. So so eventually. Gays are going to be good if it's good for the revenue stream,
2: right?
4: Well, they'll definitely have more stylish uh,
2: tabernacles. No, they won't.
0: I just can't see where a church has to needs to have a position that is tolerant, right? What what is their purpose in 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 uh, um, massaging their doctrine?
2: Well, they are the one church with a living prophet, right? Well, that's so- true.
0: They can do that.
2: So it demonstrates that the prophet is getting revelations from whatever. And yeah, I think it has a lot to do with what you're saying.
0: I That's um, that's the only thing. I, that's what I think it is, right? I, I don't, think
2: that's why polygamy changed. I mean, I think there's a direct uh, line of – a direct causal line from we are going to take away your tax-exempt status to, oh, we're no longer polygamists.
0: Right, exactly. an again. all-knowing
3: and all-beneficial God, he sure changes his mind a lot.
0: Well, that's why they have the living prophet, so that they can change their mind a lot. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, that they say it's doctrine and it can't be changed. But yet, historically, they've done it, right? So why can't it change on this one? Clearly, it, it can if it, if there's enough pressure. The other thing that that, that I find funny is how – how they're trying to promote this is being, oh, this is such a major thing for the Mormon church. And it's a major thing for, for Utah and the LBGT community for the Mormons to come out and support this bill. And that's kind of true because it probably wouldn't have passed if, if they didn't support it.
2: And it's probably true that there's a fair number of their membership that is mm. still against this.
0: Well, and a human rights organization came out and said that, um, Uh, Let's see. A human rights campaign, a leader, a leading gay rights organization said the Mormon church endorses a non-discrimination law may be deeply meaningful to gay Mormons and their families, but it is deeply flawed as a matter of public policy. Sure. So they're not exactly getting away with this cut free. And the other thing that it still doesn't do is it still doesn't it doesn't deny doctors the right to refuse service. And – or pharmacists. they get, so, so they're still going to be able to discriminate.
2: It says in that same paragraph that landlords as well as business operators would still be allowed to reject LGBT people.
0: But I thought that was the point of this whole thing from the beginning of the article.
2: Yeah, I, I'm confused by that.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, – what, what does Brian, that mean then?
4: At this point in the podcast, I have to ask you did a pharmacist hurt you this week <laughs>
0: yeah right exactly <laughs> no my pharmacist is great actually <laughs> i have a great story about my pharmacist this she's, she's fantastic
2: well it is colorado what kind of pharmacy do you go to
0: target <laughs> no I, I here's what she did for me my my insurance what changed the the copay on a prescription of mine and so and i had this like T- this coupon that would like get me so much off the prescription she found a way to fudge the numbers so that I got the prescription for free
2: <laughs> oh my
0: gosh yeah because it went from $40 to like 180 okay. and then it became free <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> my pharmacist is great <laughs> and she's never refused me plan B <laughs> I also haven't asked
3: well, see, now that makes it complete, I, I assumed you were taking like plan B every day.
0: <laughs> my wife buys it for me <laughs> and my tampons. So anyway, so I, I, so it doesn't sound like this is really going to do that much. There's still this this discrimination bill that the that the conservatives are saying. Well, okay, I mean it's helpful that the churches come out against it, but we still have some reservations. It doesn't sound like it's going to do all that much because because doesn't this article contradict itself?
2: <laughs> yeah, but I would like to I would like to say that um, I would like to view it as positive that the church is softening their stance on this just a tiny bit, even if it's just affront or just words or whatever just the fact oh, yeah, that, that they this is how
3: it happens right this is how uh thing one small step at a time things change yeah
2: yeah i'm hopeful about that
3: although i guess this is a slippery slope argument too
0: i think the church should raise its tithes as an asshole tax for all the people that are leaving so if that person's gonna leave i'm gonna charge you more
4: and then a lot more people will
0: leave. Yeah, they probably won't work after Yeah. Mormon yeah. Church. Now that 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 that's probably not a good uh, uh the f- free market argument is it?
4: The People's Mormon Church.
0: But so this did remind me of another story um, from last year, and I don't remember if we talked about this or not. So when they were talking about um how some people with anti-equality um positions were being harmed when they, when they, when they would come out and talk about them. Uh, last year, Mozilla hired, uh, a new CEO, Brandon Ike. Brandon Ike had given money to, uh, Prop 8 to support Prop 8, which was the, uh, Anti Equality Act from, uh, from California. And the employees and the, and many people in the community at that point became concerned. Because Mozilla had always, you know, generated a, um, a culture of equality. And they get, and one of the things that they did do is their benefits included you and your partner. So they didn't, they did not, um, make a differentiation whether that was same sex or not same sex. It was you and your partner. And these, and some of the employees were concerned, um, that those things might change because of the ideology of the person who became CEO. Uh, the CEO came out and, and tried to uh to uh persuade people that, that he, he would not do that. Mac, are are you the one breathing into the microphone heavily? Can't move my mic. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> uh, I was getting hot and bothered and I wasn't sure why. Um, it
2: wasn't me making <laughs> the wrong kind
0: of girl, noise. <laughs> it wasn't you making the wrong kind of girl noise. So he ultimately resigned. And I don't exactly know if the board came to him and said, "Okay, you, you got to go." Uh, the board came out and said that they made a mistake later. Uh but he, so he resigned. And it it is this this resignation is directly because of his anti-equality views. He because he gave money and he didn't come out ever and say uh you know, that was a mistake. I'm sorry I did that. Uh, nothing. He, he never, to his credit, he never came out and, and tried to like, uh, wash over, um, what he had done. He just tried to assure people that he would not try to pursue that agenda as CEO of Firefox, but it wasn't enough. Uh, I think that there was, there was a lot of pushback. So the, the question is, how do you feel about, about how this came down? Well, I'm a little bit of two minds on it. I mean I think it's
3: kind of unfair to him to be um, persecuted like this for his private views, but um, I guess this is kind of a, a free market kind of thing taking place where people have put pressure on, for something to happen, and it happened, so.
0: I I felt like that too. I mean a lot of this was employees saying we that they didn't like it. Is it okay for employees of a company to say, we don't like that person of a seat C- that the board chose for CEO? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. They had and every right to come out and say and, and, and have that opinion.
4: Dumbass, there's no such thing as a privately held view anymore. Uh,
0: what are you
3: talking about?
4: I'm well, saying there is no such thing as a privately held view anymore. If you did it, somebody will find out about it. If you put it on social media, they'll find out about it faster.
3: You know what? A privately held view means that it's a view that you hold privately, not that, that other people don't know about it. Right. But
4: well, he acted on a privately held view and gave the people that were working under him the distinct impression that his privately held views would I'm affect not, them adversely.
3: Yeah. I'm not saying that uh, those people shouldn't know about what he did. I'm saying that this is something that uh, uh, was a, a private thing that he did. It's not that he – that other people shouldn't know about it, but that this is his view of something that he did in his personal life. Okay. That uh, I think it's unfair for that to affect his business life, but I don't think that uh, people were um, out of line in uh, looking into this.
0: And voicing their concerns.
3: Yes, But and uh, like like I said, I think uh, people should be able to businesses should be able to uh, let people go for whatever reasons they want. And uh, whether you agree or disagree with the reasons they did, that is one thing. But I think they have the right to do that.
0: So ultimately, you know, like. I I one of the things that's reminded me of this is my boss saying to me, "Oh well, well, the fire he he doesn't he doesn't want to use Firefox now because they fired his CEO for being for having anti equality views, which they didn't fire him. He resigned. Right? Was there pressure? Yeah, Absolutely. I think there was some pressure for him to resign. I don't know. I I have mixed feelings about it, too, because just because he held those views doesn't mean he wasn't qualified to do the job. And it doesn't mean that a CEO that he's going to push that as an agenda. And I, probably he wouldn't have. Right. Yeah, he
3: probably wouldn't have. And while I think this is unfair, I don't think that uh I think that life is often unfair. And I think that this was done the right way. It wasn't done through any kind of legal action or anything, just through public pressure.
0: Right.
4: On the other hand, did his his privately held views damage the public image of the corporation? And the answer is apparently yes.
3: I think it was unfair that it did, but the fact that it did is, uh, I guess that's just human nature. Yeah.
2: You so know, I, I've given money to the okay. FFRF.
4: Yes. You know, here's, here's, the, here's the question right now. We've talked about Chick-fil-A before. Mm-hmm. You won't go to Chick-fil-A because of their politics.
2: The corporation gives money, though, is the difference. It's not just the CEO. It's that he funnels corporate funds. So the corporation's position is anti-gay.
0: So it's Domino's.
4: But still, your perception of the company is is this. So is it possible that your perception of this company would make you not use Firefox? And the answer is yes, it is entirely possible.
0: Yeah, it is entirely possible. I I agree with that statement. So
4: his privately held views are damaging the the company's public image.
0: Oh, they absolutely were. I don't think there's any doubt of that. I mean, it was not just employees. It was it was I mean, and it might have been a vocal minority, right? But but people who were in the know were and were were complaining about it. I mean, I I I didn't see a lot of support for the um for keeping Brandon Ike as CEO.
2: I do think there's a difference, though, between this and Chick-fil-A in that um, he wasn't or hadn't yet attempted to funnel corporate funds into this anti-gay stuff.
0: No, and probably would not have been able, able to.
2: Right, yeah. depending on the hierarchy of the
4: – On the other hand, Mozilla does not make as good a lemonade as Chick-fil-A does.
2: So true.
0: What kind of bourbon do they use?
4: They don't need to. Oh. Well. Their lemonade is pure liquid crack. <laughs> it's It's just – it's good – it's fresh made lemonade with a lot of sugar, and it's very tasty.
0: I I probably would have shifted browsers had he stayed. To be honest with you, and and I, I kind of already have switched to Chrome, but for other reasons. But right. but this would have been this would have been one of those things that for me I to 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 make a stand to make a statement that I I probably would have moved. But and it's also okay for my boss to you know to. To stop using it because he feels that the c e o was treated unfairly, it's not okay for him to say he was fired because that's factually untrue, but it's okay for him to switch browsers because of of Firefox corporate policy that he disagrees with
3: well, yeah, that's a personal decision. You can do that for forever whatever reason you like
0: absolutely, yeah, but I thought this uh, this kind of goes back to what that first article was saying about how you know the the people's um intolerance not being tolerated was you know damaging them right but it did damage the firefox brand i gotta say i i it, it 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 was a black mark for them as a consumer
3: well presumably they didn't ask him about his views on gays before hiring him
0: they probably didn't yeah but when it came out it was a big deal
3: are they allowed to
0: i that's a good question i don't i they could have checked it though because it was public record sure they could have yeah, known.
3: it's not something you generally check
0: though Nope. they wish they had though <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet they did on the next guy, all right, what do we got next?
2: Gorgeous women,
0: nice, oh yes, the gorgeous women. I didn't read this real close, but I think it's pretty obvious what what the intent of it is um, so they did a reverse photoshop on some women that are you know re- regarded as being you know public figures and fairly attractive. They did K- Katy, Katy Perry. Perry, yeah, so they did a reverse on Katy Perry and and what they did is they made these women heavier they're all uh, they're all women too, which is kind of unfair, but uh i I kind
4: of think that he went too far in the other direction on some of the women that he's got here I mean he went he didn't try to make them fuller figured he tried to make them in some cases either gross or um like for instance, the picture of Emma Watson—that's the
0: one I—that's I, what I thought you were going to refer to because <laughs> pot yeah. belly hanging over. Yeah, that is, one is particularly bad.
4: Hey, she looks like she looks like. Well, hell, she looks like she's got. She should have a beer in her hand and be mm. sitting, in front of Jerry Springer. She also. Like she
0: also looks like she should give that shirt back to her child.
1: The yeah. yeah, Milo Kernis' um, picture looks fine to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. She's great.
4: Uh, the, the Kim Kardashian uh, picture is nice. Yeah, the Kim
3: Kardashian is fine. Yeah, I think they are uh, the artist really did over exaggerate her belly like went likewise a little far in that. Uh, likewise with Although Jennifer I like the, I like the way her face looks better this way.
0: She's not ugly, right? By any means. None he doesn't make I mean he he makes their faces a little bit fuller and uh and actually the the point of this is that they I mean it says right here, you know, talking about Katy Perry, Katie Perry is still your teenage dream yeah. even when she packs on a few pounds. And it's true she's still well, she's
4: ask, he's asking, he's asking is the article's asking the question, not oh. saying she
0: is. Oh, is Katie Perry, you're right. Well no, I I think she still yeah. is. She she's no, no, I but mean, that's Perry funny definitely. Sign at the end of that means. Yeah. yeah.
3: I love the way their faces are more filled out. I think they look a lot better that way.
0: But don't you but the thing is is that okay, he he made them fuller figured except for the uh the Melia kuntz Melikus Kunis, um he doesn't exactly put them in clothing that's appropriate to their weight yeah
1: that, that yeah. is true
0: and that is problematic and and yeah i think that these women are still attractive even heavy and i and i and I i think many heavy women are attractive i mean they're like anybody else there's there's some i find attractive and some that i don't um, these women all the way that he has portrayed them heavier are are attractive.
2: Uh regarding the clothing appropriate to weight though, like what clothing is appropriate? I don't
0: know, is that a judgment call? I think I kinda of feel like it is. I, I don't I don't want it to sound like a judgment call. I just I really think, like
4: the Kim Kardashian picture. Yeah. I do have to draw uh, draw issue with one other thing here. Apparently he couldn't spell Kobe Smulder's name.
0: Uh okay. I don't know. Let let me just say let me say to, to Terry's point that my what I'm trying to say is that there are clothing that that people of different sizes can wear that are more attractive on certain body types than others.
2: So you're saying maybe he chose some unflattering clothing. That's uh, yes, that's exactly okay. what I'm saying yeah. is that I'm that saying I that the, the clothing
0: yeah. is that that that's a better way of saying what my point is that the clothing is unflattering. I mean, like the the um, the Katy well, Perry one. That's not unflattering. Oh, but looks well,
1: the like, Katie Berry one looks really but good.
0: But the Emily Watson uh, yeah. that and, is unflattering.
1: And the and the poses sometimes, like the Rita Ara, that, well, that pose is not going to be flattering I, to that body I, I type. Don't,
0: I don't know because the, the he took pictures probably right and and yeah. made them larger. So he didn't choose the pose? Oh, well, he I mean he chose the pose, but they were already in that pose. Mm. But here's the thing is that I I felt like the Colby one that he didn't go far enough. Right, that that he could have gone further with, with that one. That I think that he stopped too soon.
1: Well, you can't tell much with that one.
0: Right?
4: See, did that... anyone click the? Uh, did anyone click the the voting at the bottom?
0: No, I did not. What does it say? So
4: I clicked. I would prefer it if he chose to celebrate real life plus size women. Yes. And yeah.
0: Okay. I uh, I can that see that. That
4: apparently was the number one answer, followed by I think they are beautiful with seven hundred and sixteen. Um I like the idea but I do worry these images are just another way for for people to poke fun at bigger women with 452. Hmm. I don't think there's not much difference between from photoshopping women to be skinny without their consent at 317 and I can't decide what to think about them with 269. Which why would you bother to vote if you couldn't <laughs> decide?
0: Well, I don't know. You could be torn. I mean, I, I can understand that. I mean, it, that, that that is a reasonable position to have in this case. Because
2: so I have – oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Because, the I mean, this is not real. Like most Photoshop pictures, these are not real.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. So, I have
2: two thoughts. I have yeah. two things to say. First of all, I dropped in another article mm. right below that linking to a, a real plus-size model named Tess Holiday, uh, who is the biggest woman to have signed a modeling contract. Um, and she is, she is big. She is very, very big. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that I have a friend who is challenging my thoughts on body shaming for women. And so I've kind of been thinking about what he said. He thinks that it's not men who body shame women. It's the fashion industry, which is not typically historically been run by straight men. So. Well-
0: I've said that I mean I think I I that's kind of been my point every time I put one of these body type issues in there is that it's it's not yeah it's the fashion industry that, that that's doing it
2: His point is also that it's other women.
0: I I agree with that because the the, the the fashion industry is putting women up there for other women. Right? It's not men that are that are looking at the at the at these clothing
2: there's that an women...
3: article that I posted to Facebook not too mm-hmm. long ago. I'll see if I can find it, but uh, it was about. It said the first plus size model in Sports Illustrated. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. and I'm look uh, looking at it and
0: it's like, wow, they consider her plus size. Yeah. She's
2: like my size. We we <laughs> did we did another
0: one, another one that was a plus. Size so you've seen that what was one. Her, um, what was her name? Jenny, <sighs> Jenny something. Who who was a, a plus size model for? One did one of these fashion shoots, and she was – I mean she was highly – I mean she was very attractive, and she was – she looked like an uh, – Um, she still looked like a, a good-sized woman, right? Kind of on the skinny side compared to what we see a lot of other ones, what they're considering plus sizes.
3: Yeah. yeah I, was, I was looking at her picture and like she's not plus size. She's just not borderline anorexic.
0: Right. Exactly.
2: So what do you think – why do you think that if – If it's about women shaming other women into being thin, because a lot of guys, apparently, anecdotally, actually prefer fuller-figured women or don't find heavier women unattractive.
0: I agree with that.
2: Um, What drives women to criticize each other so hard? Mm.
0: Men do it too, but for different things. uh,
4: You got me thinking about Craig Ferguson's comedy routine where he was talking about, oh, there's a name for men who like bigger ladies, they're called. Heterosexuals. (laughs) Heterosexuals.
1: <laughs> well, actually, this can go into kind of our next thing. Um, you know, you're busy saying men do it to themselves as well. You know, the next article you had thrown up here talks about the um, penis size thing. Mm-hmm. And it's and there's some of that same thing going on with guys. Um, I remember in junior high, penis size was a big deal. And like, you know, we, we didn't flash them out, but I, I actually, you know, my friends pressured me to go in and measure it for them. To compare sizes. And I hadn't even thought of penis size being a big deal before that. But suddenly it was. It's like, why are Nobody's we Nobody's ever
3: asked that? me my penis size.
0: <laughs> well, this is a good time to start. What's your penis size?
1: <laughs> I have never measured it.
2: Well, how do you measure that, though? Do you measure it erect or <laughs> flaccid? <laughs> uh,
1: this, okay, well, my, here's my understanding. Uh, the, 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 correct, bigger,
4: the correct way to measure it is to measure it erect, measure it flaccid, and... Add the Double. two together.
1: <laughs> there is more um variation flaccid than there is erect. Erect sizes uh, your your flaccid size will vary much more than your erect size is my understanding. And um which is one of the reasons why the, the penis size doesn't matter e- flaccid because um that that's going to change when it gets erect. So my understanding is erect is actually where it matters the most, and that's actually more standard than flaccid.
0: Yes. That is also what I have heard.
1: But once more, I never even thought of that as an issue until other people started to make it into an issue. And I've never been self-conscious about it. My understanding is I'm about average, which I'm fine with. I don't think I need to be huge. <laughs> but it, it, it's some of the same thing. I, I don't think I don't get the impression women are as concerned with um, penis size unless they have a very specific fetish, as men are. Yeah, I think
2: and, that's true.
0: I, yeah. I... You know, here's the thing is that this, once again, penis size is equated with with sexual prowess, and it should not be. Big penises doesn't mean you're going to be good at it.
1: Right. But, you know, it's the same type of thing. I, I think women, are. I I, I don't quite understand. It, you know, maybe it's the alpha male kind of thing, but I think it's the same kind of body-saving thing. It's like these women are like, okay, I, I'm going to have a standard that might not be relevant, but I'm going to make it relevant because I want to have superiority. I want to be able to, you know, kind of dominate. And, you know, I think that's where some of this stuff comes from is certain people are, are able to say, hey, I'm going to dominate this way. And so I'm going to make something that might not be an issue, an issue.
2: Who are you wanting to dominate though? Other men, right? Yeah. Well, the penis size is men dominate other
1: men. And the um, wo- women's standards is women try to dominate other women. Huh. I had a so,
0: I had a jerk boss who said uh big dicks make boys little dicks make girls. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh.
2: So the story that I put up here about this uh called throwing <laughs> dogs down hallways, which is a euphemism I hadn't heard until very recently. Um via Jezebel, a Yorkshire poet throws Britain's first teeny tiny penis party because he wants to end the size shaming and I think it's a lot of a goal. Uh, he wrote a poem about his his small penis, and so from Jezebel, Men who have small penises are prone to anxiety about their body image and their performance. That's why a Yorkshire poet by the name of Aunt Smith is throwing a party to celebrate tiny peens of all shapes and sizes. He's charging people admission based on their length. The shorter the dick, the smaller the entry fee. Smith spoke to Vice about the party, which came about after he published a poem of his own about his own small penis last year. And although Smith says that his wife of 17 years has never done anything to make him anxious about the size of his member, having a small penis is the cause of a lot of existential angst regardless. So I checked out his poem, and it's hilarious, but he has an essay that follows it, which is phenomenal. And here's a quote from the essay. Of course, some well-endowed men are the opposite, flopping their meat out at any opportunity, or taking jobs in porn, which we know gives us a skewed visual history of dick size. The more, <laughs> the, more the smaller guys with anxiety shy and hide away, the more skewed this view becomes. It's a vicious circle. It can only be broken by normalizing our views of dicks, Sorry. not only by publishing abstract data, but rather by preparing prepared to be open and honest and non-judgmental about dick size. Of course, it would be easy for a guy with a normal or even a large dick to say that. But if a guy with just about four inches at best stands up and says, compare with me, then the vast majority of men, 98.8%, are going to feel all the better. As with the guy with four inches, since we'll have reduced the overall perception of common dick size. So I came to the conclusion that rather than my anxiety being justified, which even though I am small, it isn't, my anxiety was adding to the problem. I was making it easier to believe that cocks don't really come this small, leaving all those guys with five and six inches weeping needlessly, and reinforcing their vulnerability only increases my own.
0: You know, you see all of those um, ads, you know, add three inches to your penis, right? And, and I always sit around and wonder, what am I going to do with a four-inch dick? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've never been uh, self-conscious about my penis. I've n- I've never compared penis size with other guys before. I'm pretty sure my penis is on the smaller side, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. It no. it isn't it isn't an evaluation of sexual prowess. It isn't an evaluation of any if anybody as a person. But we make it as such. So socially, right? I mean, oh yeah, inappropriately so.
1: No, I, I've. With erotic stories, I always find it actually unarousing when they get into, they'll, they'll, they'll give the um, woman's body sizes, you know, their measurements, you know. And I've never understood that. I've never actually done enough research to know what a 36 36 36 woman is. But they'll do stuff like that. They'll give the woman's body measurements. And it's like, well, that doesn't impress me. And then they'll, you know, talk about the man's penis size being so great. I'm like, well, that doesn't impress me either. Get into the stuff that actually is sexual. But to me, the the body size itself, the penis size, are not really sexual, they're, they're superficial, and it's like that doesn't tell me how you know erotic the story is going to be.
2: So uh, I just posted a link to you guys in the Skype conversation for a Tumblr called critiquemydickpick.com. com, and it's not about size shaming. In fact, it's anti size shaming. But it's these guys who want to take good pictures of their dicks <laughs> for whatever reason. And it's about the artistry of framing the photograph and you know the all that kind of stuff.
1: And it's, how they hold it apparently because it looks like all of them are grabbing it. Well, it's like well,
2: they grab it to increase the size though, right? There's a way right. you can hold it that increases makes it that look pushes bigger. your belly back a little bit and yeah. makes it look bigger um, <laughs> which is bullshit. but um what I like about this is there is some variety, and they're the best one I thought of the ones I looked at was a trans man with his dick pick. And it is, um, it is mind blowing. So this is a, it's a woman's vulva, and it looks like her, uh, maybe her middle finger. I'm trying to remember now, is on her clit, and then she's got her forefinger and her thumb forming an O, like she's around the shaft of an imaginary dick. It blew my mind to see that picture. Talk about a small size, but man, it rocks that he put that up there.
3: Which mm. one is it? Um one was
2: out. it? Yeah, I, I,
0: now want, I, I don't see it.
2: There's like radio silence. Everywhere. I know. any click any What was that one saying? Uh, it's, um... Critiquemydickpick.com or Tumblr or whatever it is. Okay,
1: but... I think I just found it. Let's see. It's page three. Page three. Okay, thank Some you. Some of these are just weird. And I'm not sure what the guys are thinking, but...
0: <laughs>
2: I love that we're looking at penises now. Yeah, now we're looking at penises. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, we spend a lot of time looking at breasts. We should spend some time looking at penises.
2: It's true.
0: I I, I like this wow, guy. Some who... of
3: these guys are huge.
2: And some of them are not, though.
3: Yeah. Oh, hey, My Was wife
0: just came to... over to look at some penises with me.
2: Your wife did? <laughs> yeah, she did. That's awesome. <laughs> I love the, uh, the, the commentary about the photographs is phenomenal, too, <laughs> because... Uh, whoever the uh, the editor is of this is just brilliant. It's so great.
0: What it? What? It, what which part is brilliant?
2: The the verbiage, like oh. thank you for your submission. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, on page three, the trans submission. Most
0: of these penises are circumcised. Interestingly enough, there's only a few that are not.
2: That's true.
3: Oh, there's a comic that I have that'll go well with this. <laughs> Uh, I think it, it's ex, not XKCD, it's that other one, uh, Cyanide and Happiness, I think a guy says, you know, he says that uh, he started uh, wearing a clown wig on his penis. <laughs> uh, it's not as a result of a particular fetish or anything. It just hurts less this way when his wife laughs at it.
0: Oh. <laughs> Dress it up. Make it do a puppet show. Uh,
2: anyway. <laughs> anyway. Boy, so, I got some you editing to, you to do. <laughs> What's that? <laughs>
0: I don't know about the rest of you, but I still have 31 pages of penis pics to look at. So say goodnight, everybody.
2: Goodnight.
0: Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the Amateur Skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike no-derivatives 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash p-k-a-n-o-l. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork For the Amateur Skeptics, by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraitry.